Welcome into the Main Street Murray High School football preview show for round one of the playoffs or week 12. If you, you're into that, <laughs> I'm Maurice Patton. That's Chris Yao. We have five games in the Main Street Murray coverage area this weekend that we're going to be talking about. A sixth team is in the playoffs, but because of the wonders of Division Two, Columbia Academy is off this week. And Gotta love that if you're Columbia Academy. Well, do you, though? No, because, I mean, it goes back to what we used to talk about back during COVID, rest versus rust. Yeah, but and one week, though, one week I feel like you can... You, one week this a, time of year is probably a a good thing, but... Well, it's way, also the second week in, what, less than a month? And the way Columbia Academy's playing right now, I don't know, do you want to be on? Uh, yeah, they, they, they are certainly on a roll and certainly look great against Grace Christian that region championship game that they won last week. Got to give them props and props to Monte Baldwin for, you know, having such a great year and being named a, a Mr. Football semifinalist. One of two. One of two in our area. We'll be so, talking about the other one here soon. So, yeah, it's it, it's pretty, you know, I, I feel like you got to you, you gotta take it as a positive. Well, you have to. I mean, you have to, you have to build it as a positive. You have to find all the positive aspects of it. it but at the same time, again, they're on a roll right now. It hasn't – I mean, obviously, you know, the best teams are going to rise to the to the occasion and rise to the top, but it hasn't seemed to, you know, to be much of an issue for, for Division II teams who get that by in the past. So, you know, you kind of hope that, that, that Columbia Academy can continue that trend to say. I wonder – if Seth Anderson and some of his staff will be making oh, the trip a hundred percent Friday night to Jackson Christian to see the battle of the birds. Oh yeah. The Jackson Christian Eagles, Eagles. taking on the Ezel Harding Eagles in the opening round of the D two a state playoffs. And now CA has some familiarity with Jackson Christian having yeah. been eliminated by them last year. Yeah. So JCA is obviously a team that they've been kind of that's been on their radar for it for a year. And yeah. you know, much like Grace Christian and Clarksville Academy. So I mean, I this this has kind of been a revenge tour for for Seth and, and that that team. So you know, it, this playoff system is interesting in D2. I think it's you know it's unfortunate for them that they are the only number one seed who could potentially see a two seed in the second round. Everyone else would see a three or a four. That's pretty wild. That's unfortunate. Somebody's got to get that that short straw and it just happens. Because to be there's CA. three regions. Yeah, yeah. It just happens to be CA this time, but it is it is kind of unfortunate. For them. It, it is. Um, okay. Enough talk about a team that's not playing for Yeah, we got plenty of hit <laughs> so let's go for that. Absolutely. Um, in class 2A of Division One. Um, Loretto, one of what three, I think, unbeaten teams in this class 2A bracket. York Institute is 10 and 0, Marion County is 10 and 0. Both well, of those are in the east, though, right? Mm, yes, that is correct. 
So um, the only the only team that could possibly get to Chattanooga from on the west side of the bracket mm-hmm. would be Loretto. Yeah. Hmm. So um, should the, be fun. The Mustangs taking on perennial class one A power Peabody. The number four team out of region six to a, they come in at four and six do the golden tide. Um, but have won a state championship in the last, what, two years? They won it two years ago? In uh, two or three. Whenever it was, you know, 75 degrees, I think they were. Yeah, the I think winner. it was their last year in 1A that yeah. they won it. And then they bumped up. And, you know, they've struggled a little bit this year, Peabody has. Given up 40-plus in six different games, including their last two of the year, both losses. That's right. And scored 14 or less six times. That does not bode well against a team like Loretto who can put up points in bunches. 37.6 per game over this 10-0 and campaign the Mustangs have scored. It's impressive. 56 last, last week. Yeah, and they needed all of them, too. They needed all 50 – well, at least 53 of yeah, them. Yeah, they needed 53 of them. They least. needed 53 of them to get past Mount Pleasant at – Mount Pleasant, 56-52. So, um, you know, it's almost impossible to talk about this team without talking about this offense and specifically the job that Mason Tidwell has done at quarterback. Yeah. Um, You can't overstate how important he obviously is stepping in midway through the season and for a senior and pretending that nothing changed because it really, it may have actually, I don't know that he was pretending. Well, I mean, he didn't have to, some other folks may have had to, you know, were probably having to convince themselves, but it didn't take long for him to convince them. Yeah. Yeah. He's thrown for a thousand yards, more than a thousand yards in just eight games. Um, And that trio of receivers, you know, Corbin Reynolds, Jack Welch, Clint Seymour, I think all three of them scored in the win against Mount Pleasant. That's where Loretto really makes you pay is because you can't focus on one guy. If, if, if you, you think you can stop Clint Seymour, well, Jack Welch is right there. You want to stop Jack Welch, that's too bad. You get Corbin Reynolds to worry about. And, and what's crazy and about all level, three of those guys at this level, they are physical receivers. Mm-hmm. They're not – Yeah. 6'2", 175 or whatever. I mean, they are guys that, that bring a load. I mean, they They're break tackles and that kind of thing. You know? They're very Titan-like. You know, yeah. they, they, can, they can catch the ball over the middle. They're not afraid to, you know, to mix it up on blocking even mm-hmm. for those running backs. I mean, it's just they're very, very similar to what a Mike Vrabel mm-hmm. receiver would look like. Yeah, their yards after contact, pretty impressive. It really is. Um, and you talk about those running backs, Jaden Schultz and Nicholas McDowell combined 1,500-plus rushing yards. Yeah, they're fantastic. So, I mean, again, you can't focus on one guy. Nope. And, you know, Peabody has their work cut out for them this weekend. Yeah, so. no question. The winner of that game will play the winner of this game as Mount Pleasant travels to Decatur County Riverside in a matchup of eight and two teams. Mount Pleasant, the number three seed out of Region 5 to a Riverside, 
the two seed out of 6-2A and reigning, I mean, do you defend a runner-up? I mean, reigning West bracket champion. (laughs) Okay. Call it that. I don't know. Okay. Because everybody gets a trophy, right? Well, I mean, uh, you know, (laughs) I get it. But, but yeah, coming off a state championship performance and, and had to have every single yard and point that they could get last year against this Mount Pleasant team. Of course, at Mount Pleasant, Pleasant, Mm -hmm. things go a little differently. Maybe in Parsons. Should be interesting. Yeah. um, Riverside in the second round last year won 18-13 at Mount Pleasant on their way to the Class 2A state championship game where they lost to local favorite Chattanooga Tyner. So um, interested to see what the Panthers do in the run game because last year, Junior running back Desmond Thomas carried 47 times for 251 yards. Yeah, Mount Pleasant struggled to, to stop that. Um, he's a load. Mm-hmm. And he's back because he was a junior back. last year. So. Yes, he is back. Um, Riverside's losses are to Huntington, their no region champion, none, and Collierville. 6A Collier. 6A Collier. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Biggest school in the state, Collier. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, you know, this this Riverside team has has experience. They know how to win. They know what it takes to get to Chattanooga. They have a solid coaching staff, a great running game. And the the issue that, that Mount Pleasant has is their ability to score quickly could – put their defense in even Mm. more of a difficult situation. So I'm curious how that, you know, how Kit Hartsfield plays, you know, ball control versus, you know, putting points up. Because last year they only scored 13 points, and you know they're going to need more than that Mm -hmm. Friday night to win the game. Now, that being said, they've certainly increased their offensive production in 2023 over 2022. So this could be a really interesting football game. Yeah. um, You have – a cup you, you mentioned, um, Mr. Football. I did. You got two of them on the field in this ball game. That's right. Riverside Stone Wallace and Mount Pleasant's Darian Mesa. Darian Mesa, who's scored what 18 times this year, mm-hmm. has been fantastic for, for, for Mount Pleasant. <laughs> if, if Riverside thinks that they can kick to him, good luck. I wouldn't. I think Riverside will probably be paying a lot of attention to that Loretto film because they he never touched the he never got the ball in a position where he could score in the special teams game. Now he did score a couple of touchdowns. That's what I said. They were going to kick to, <laughs> and they didn't have to kick a whole lot. That no kickoff. So. Yeah. So um, it's. Darian Mesa is a game breaker. 885 receiving yards plus everything he's done in the return game as and well. 200 plus yards on the ground. Yeah. And um quarterback Nick Brown, seven almost 1800 offensive yards, 22 total touchdowns and he's typically looking for Mesa, but Caden Davis on the other side can make some plays in the passing game. Jakari McClure had a huge night on the ground. Against Loretto, probably the key to this game is your card. Could very, could very well be. So, um, 
Before we get out of that, let's take a look on the other side of that quarterfinal bracket because Milan and Lewis County is a very intriguing game. It's a very intriguing game because one of the Milan assistants is going back to a stadium that his name is on. That's correct. <laughs> we'll be coaching from the opposite side in a stadium that his that bears his name. He'll be he'll, he will be facing the press box that says Bobby Sharp Stadium. How weird is that? I mean, going, going back be. to the house that you built. And not just the house that you built, but I mean, they named the field and the stadium after you. And it's just, it, it's got to be odd. It's got to be odd for everybody. Everybody. For Lewis County, <laughs> for Milan, we thought you were gone. Bro. <laughs> And then you're back, but you're over there. What's 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 happening? Yeah, what's and you, and, you, and you're trying to end our season. So yeah. I just thought that was an interesting tidbit. And then of course Waverly and Huntington is a really good matchup. Five of these eight teams are either ranked or receiving votes in the AP top ten final poll. Five. Five of the, of the eight in this quarterfinal bracket. Nobody has outside of Peabody. Everyone is seven and three or better. This is the this may be the most competitive and difficult quarterfinal bracket. So what you're all. telling me is the state champion's gonna come out of this quarterfinal bracket? I don't know. I mean, the other side is really good, but yeah, you would you would be hard pressed to find somebody. I mean, York Institute has been really good this year. York Institute really got my attention with that eight seven win at Friendship Christian back yeah. in like week nine, I think. And so I think they've been really good, but you know, and Marion County is always you know, mm -hmm. 10-0. But, but I, the problem is that are you so beat up after having to win this quarterfinal bracket that, you know, you, you struggle to get through to the state finals? I think that could be a possibility too. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch. I, I can't wait. It most definitely is going to be interesting to watch. Let's take a break right here, come back, and tell you about the other three games involving – area teams for us and then we'll tell you who we think is going to win them stay tuned since 1975 mid-tennessee bone and joint clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of middle tennessee residents the trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs the walk-in clinic orthoquick helps you bypass the er while treating sports injuries and acute needs monday through saturday Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. He shoots, and he scores! Welcome back to the Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show for round one of the playoffs. That's Chris Yao. I'm Maurice Patton in Class 5A. CCHS hmm. goes to CCCHS as Columbia Central takes their 7-3 and three record on the road to Centennial up in Cool Springs. And... Um, hmm. 
I'm intrigued by this ball game because Central is the number three seed coming out of Region 5-5A. Centennial could have been the champion, wound up the number two seed, got a home game. Eight and two again, the Cougars are, and they have really had a fantastic year under first-year coach Jamal Stewart, a battle of two first-year coaches. Now, one of Jamal them. had a lot of success at East Nashville before he took over at Centennial. Tredarius Goff, this is his rookie year. Yeah, as a coach, certainly. But both know what it takes to get to the state championship game. They've both done it, one as a player, one as a coach. One as a coach. Centennial's two losses are to Brentwood in 6A, who's undefeated, and to Page, who's 9-1. So they've been tested through that region and through that schedule that they played. Yeah, there's no question that that region is, is very difficult, and they played a very difficult schedule. You add an independence who's in the Class 6 uh, state playoffs. You, you know, you talk about undefeated Brentwood, who, you know, many think is, you know, one of the best teams in Class 6A on the, <laughs> the western side of the bracket. It's going to be a tough uh, matchup for Columbia Central. They uh, speaking of Mr. Football semifinalist, Centennial has one as well. Dominic and, Reed. You know, Dominic Reed has been, and I saw him against Independence, just an absolute force on the offensive side of the football. Anytime he's got the football in his hands, he's he's a threat to go for six. And you have to be very, very careful about focusing on him on him because they've got two or three other guys who can who can make you pay. Uh, it, both in the running game and in the passing game. So this one obviously is going to be it's any of the two, three matchups you're, you're going to, you know, you expect a really mm -hmm. good football game. And and this is going to be one that I'm, I'm very interested to see. Dominic Reed is a baller. So is Caden McCoy. Uh, 1,446 rushing yards, 19 touchdowns. He is approaching. 108? Hmm? Is he 108? 108 away from the career no, record? No, no, he is, um, he is, he's 214 from the single season record. 108 from career. I am almost certain that I was asked yesterday if I thought he could get there. I'm not sure what the, I know what the career record is. I don't know what his career numbers are. Gotcha. So okay. I'm pretty but, sure he's around 100 yards away. Yeah, From I think he's closer record. to the career than he to is. the single season. But he is approaching some numbers that no one else, that only one other person <laughs> at Columbia Central has reached and may have to get him. If they're going to win, he's going to have to do it. Because that offense runs through two. Absolutely. Um, you know, Jordan Davis on the edge can make some plays. I'm interested to see if they incorporate him more into the run game this week. I think if you if you want to stretch the defense, you're either going to have to incorporate him into the run game or throw some perimeter passes to him and, and force the outside linebackers to you know to stretch a little bit. You've to got to up. do something to get them out, out of the box, box against correct. two. And 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 you know, parents and fans sometimes hate that. It's like, why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? It's it's not about trying to score on that play. It's, about, it's trying, about trying to set up a play you can score exactly. on. <laughs> and so you have to remember that when you're watching the games. You know, yeah, the, those those screenplays suck. 
watching them. They're like, why are we, you know, we're losing a yard or we're getting maybe a yard or two, and it just doesn't seem like it's doing us any good, but it does. Well, well, and I will say this. Not every screenplay sucks because I love the tunnel screen, the inside screen. Oh, those in- I'm, I'm talking about the perimeter uh-huh. screen. That, you know, you're you're hoping that your slot wide receiver can you know can make a block. And, mm-hmm. and he's usually five foot six, you know, 155 pounds, and you know he's got to get out on a on a on a cornerback, and it's just mm-hmm. the whole thing. And you're like, hey, can we like not do that? Yeah. But right. but yeah, it's 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 in order to set up Caden McCoy to hit that you know that that a gap b gap mm-hmm. you know slice for a touchdown and he's capable of doing it yeah, he is and and if you're behind him you're not going to catch it no you're not but but um this one may hinge on this central defense with Jarabius hall and malik smith and coverage and pressure on a guy that they have some familiarity with yeah, a Elisha Nieves, who has spent some time here in Murray County, uh, first-year quarterback for Centennial, has had a really good year, completes nearly 80% of his passes, but he is prone to turn the ball over. Nine picks. Nine picks, only 14 touchdowns. So and he's going to take shots. He's going to take his right. shots. Right, he likes the deep ball. He likes the deep ball. And with Dominic Reed, why would you not? <laughs> I mean, it makes it a little easier to throw it if you trust Dominic Reed. And, you should, but you know you got you got seven in the back. You know, Jordan Davis mm-hmm. is a backfield. He can place it. That'll be an interesting he matchup because I feel like he and Dominic Reed will be matched up. He can go get it, and then mm-hmm. you've got Justice uh, Haggard. Justice Haggard, mm-hmm. who you know plays center field a little bit as safety, who can also you know make plays in the defensive backfield. So I'll be, I'll be interested to see how this one goes. One of my favorite matchups of the week. Yeah, in six A. Stop us if you've heard this. Independence goes to Smyrna. Now, it's the first time in four years. It is the first time in four years. But they went four years. They went 17, 18, and 19. It's been four years since geez. Don't remind me. Because in 20, they went to Laverne. That's right. 21 and 22, they were going west to Memphis. Mm -hmm. So we meet again. <laughs> yeah, and Smyrna, Smyrna watching that Summit Independence game going, are you kidding me right now? Again? Again, we got They're these guys? Back? Because Independence is five and five. Smyrna won region six, six A. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. No. Yeah. Region five, six A. Because Independence is in six. That's right. Yeah. Smyrna won region five, six A, six and four overall. Independence is five and five, the number four team out of six, five A. But each time Independence has gone to Smyrna in the opening round of the playoffs, Independence has extended its season and ended Smyrna's. So that's why the Bulldogs may not necessarily be happy to see the Eagles flying into town Friday night. Now, because I, I, I didn't get a chance to to see the game, unfortunately, I thought uh, you know Independence Summit Border Battle always a great game, but you know with Luke McNeely coming off of missing a game or two maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was a game or Just two. Me. But, you know, didn't was unable to get his legs. And and so, you know, will he be back to normal this week? And if he is, Smyrna's going to have trouble. But if he's not, the Bulldogs have an opportunity to win this one. Smyrna has won six straight after an 0-4 start. Yeah. So they've got some confidence working. Um, 
Summit goes on the road. The Spartans, four and six, the number three seed out of region 6-5A, goes to 5-6A runner-up Antioch. The Bears also four and six. Um, Non-region schedule was pretty tough for Antioch. Four of their opponents went to that's it's me. It's tickling my. There we go. I'm good now. Four Antioch opponents went to uh, are in the postseason, so they they've been tested and they stopped a three game slide by defeating Laverne in Week 11 uh, to um to nail down the number two spot. They've got a Summit team coming in that's kind of surging. Um, well, it, it, just like I was gonna say, just like Smyrna, kind of you know started off slow, found their groove. I think I think they finally found their offense mm-hmm. and got a little confidence about midway through the season. Of course, their their non conference schedule was tough too. Absolutely, um, Summit comes in. They've won two of their last three. They won at Overton. They defeated Independence, and their loss was a seventeen fourteen loss at Nolensville. So, again, coming in with some confidence. Junior quarterback Mason McElhaney has rushed for over a thousand yards, and Dominic Hollis is. Always a threat. So this should be interesting. This will be a this will be a game that everybody's kind of paying attention to because you know Summit, like you said, is surging. I don't think anybody expected Summit to be in the three hole four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty impressive job by Brian Coleman in that group. Uh, by the way, the winner of this Summit Antioch game will play Kane Ridge Brentwood in round two. The winner of Smyrna Independence will play Ravenwood Stewart's Creek in week two and dropping back to 5A, the Columbia Central Centennial winner will play Shelbyville Hillsborough in week in round two. And Columbia, Columbia Central, Central might that. not mind another they shot at Shelbyville. They want that one. They, they are hoping to see the Golden Eagles again. I mean, they're certainly not looking past the Cougars. But they wouldn't mind seeing uh, Shelbyville again, assuming Shelbyville gets by Hillsborough. There's that. So stay tuned. We'll give you our thoughts on who's going to win tomorrow night when we come back. I just, I'm so excited about this new show. Dino Trek is back again this year. It's bigger than we've ever had it before. they're about five months old, we'll start seeing them sticking their head out of a pouch, um, or you might see a foot come out or a tail. Uh, it's like a, it's like an Airbnb <laughs> for Joey's. Um, now, you're not going to see all three of them together because cats, in general, don't get along unless it's time to get along, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, final segment of the Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show, the opening round of the playoffs. Chris, let's give them some picks. Um, Peabody at Loretto. Got Loretto. I think that's a pretty safe pick. <laughs> um, not so safe. Mount Pleasant at Riverside. Man, I don't know. I'm going to go Mount Pleasant. I think that the revenge tour is going to start here. You know, i got a feeling, man. They scored 52 last week. I think they're going to keep up some of that offensive momentum. I think they feel a little more comfortable going against this Riverside team this time around. 
I like Mount Pleasant. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, though. See, I, I think Mount Pleasant is going to score a bunch. I don't know about Riverside. I think they're going to score, too. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, Columbia Central at Centennial. Also going to be a high-scoring affair, I feel like. And I'm going to go with the extra C. Give me Centennial, CCCHS. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how high-scoring it's going to be, particularly on Columbia Central side. I feel like Centennial can score more consistently than Central, and I'm going with the host Cougars in this one. Independence at Smyrna? It's really hard to pick against Independence in this game. I mean, there's just like, – this, this, In this game in, this in particular. Game, it's hard to pick against the Eagles, so give them to me. Yeah, I mean, 0-3 for Smyrna. None kind of these of, kids have played Independence, though. There's that. <laughs> It's 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 been four years. <laughs> it's still it's still tough. It's yeah. tough to pick against independence in this game. Exactly. Summit at Antioch. Man, Summit's on a roll. Antioch, you know, gets the win last week to get in into the to, to host this one, but give me the Spartans. I think and give me a region six six A sweep. Mm-mm. I don't yeah. I mean uh -huh. I don't really see any reason for that not to be the case. Give me Summit as well in this one. Um, you will be at Independent Smyrna, tweeting from at Chris Lowe 14. Chris Yao 14, I'm sorry. Dang, I wish you, I was Chris Lowe. No, you don't. Um, I will be at Columbia Central and Centennial, seven minutes from the house. Um, you can follow me at Mopat and underscore sports. We will also have coverage from Loretto. And from Antioch at MS underscore sports today. So follow us for all of that. 